0: From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Deemer. Today on the show, what does a fertility clinic knockoff lotion have in common? <laughs> That's kind of funny, actually. We're going to tell you all about that today on the Decrypt Daily. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is Wednesday, December 7th, 2022. I was really hoping for some ChatGPT emails coming in, and I didn't get any. I am so sad. If you guys remember, please check out ChatGPT. It's pretty cool. I know it's the latest fad. It's just a great tool. I think that it's uh, mind-blowing how good this thing operates And I just wanted you to send me some emails based off of some of the contents of yesterday or today's show and so I can read them on air. Anyway, let's get into those crypto prices. Time is 10:10 10, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have Bitcoin sitting at $16,848 down 0.7% in 24 hours. Ethereum's at 1234 down 1.3% 1. in 24 hours. Tether's number 3, Binance is at 283 down 1.4% and USDC is number 5. Rounding off the top 10, we have BUSD, XRP, Dogecoin, which is down 3.6% at 9.6 cents. Cardano is number 9, and Polygon is number 10, down almost 2% in 24. Total market cap is in at $841.8 billion, down 1.2%. We have a BTC dominance climbing to 38.5, and an F dominance dropping to 17.9. Moving into today's headlines, we're going to start with news from Sam Bankrupts Fraud. Yesterday, he hired prominent attorney Mark S. Cohen, who recently defended sex offender Galeen Maxwell. How to say you're guilty without saying you're guilty. I mean, (laughs) when asked how he would pay for this lawyer, who is obviously quite expensive, he said, in terms of paying legal fees, I'm still working that out. I'm not sure if I'll be able to pay all the legal fees. Which makes me wonder if Mark Cohen actually took the job and knows the deal. Reuters also reported yesterday that Caroline Ellison hired Washington-based law firm Wilmer, Cutler, Pickering, Hale, and Dorr. Looks like they're both hiring heavy hitters to put up a fight. In other Sam bankrupt fraud news, Financial Times detailed some $5.4 billion worth of Alameda's investment portfolio Over 500 illiquid investments made by the firm across 10 holding companies as early as last month. The majority of the companies that were listed were crypto and decentralized finance ventures. But Alameda also doled out an exorbitant sum to projects and companies outside the firm's stated Web3 mandate. And I bet you already guessed that's where lotion comes in. Uh, But we'll get to that in a minute. First, they doled out around $25 million and 80 acres to a produce company specializing in growing and selling lettuce and strawberries in Ohio for an undisclosed amount of equity in the company. $500,000 to Equator Therapeutics, a company developing in weight loss drugs. And $1.5 million to Ivy Natal, a San Francisco-based fertility company. They also gave $1 million for a 5% share in Fern Labs, a New York-based chemical company that appears to be selling knockoff versions of lotions. $5 million for a 25% stake in Chinese crypto news company, Chinese-Irish crypto news company, it's called Odaily, and $3.56 million for a 30% stake in BlockBeats, another Chinese digital Web3 news publication. But that's not it. $1.2 million in trustless media. Trustless media. Hmm. The company behind Coinage, an NFT-backed news show. Well, that's not all of the Sam bankrupt fraud news that we have today. CZ went on the offensive and tweeted this Twitter thread. He said a list of wrong narratives I've seen recently. Number one, CZ wants to be the savior of crypto. He says crypto doesn't need saving. Crypto is fine. It's the beauty of decentralization. We are just part of it. We want to help other good projects that may be in cash crunch because of the recent events. It's in our collective best interest. Number two, FTX was killed by XYZ, i.e. a third party. No, CZ says. FTX killed themselves and their users because they stole billions of dollars of users' funds. Period. Number three, SBF had good intentions, but just made some mistakes. CZ replied to that, Lying is never with good intentions. Number four, CZ's tweet destroyed FTX. CZ replied, No healthy business can be destroyed by a tweet. However, there was a tweet that may have. Caroline's tweet, 16 minutes after mine on November 6th, data shows it was a real cause for people to dump FTT. What was that tweet? Caroline Ellison tweeted, at CZ, if you're looking to minimize the market impact of your FTT sales, Alameda will be happy to buy it from you today at $22. CZ replied to that saying, she gave away her floor price. Also, he said, SBF perpetuated the narrative of painting me and other people as the bad guys. It was critical as maintaining that fantasy as he was a hero. SBF is one of the greatest fraudsters in history. He is also a master manipulator when it comes to the media and key opinion leaders. And 5. SBF vs. CZ The Epic Showdown CZ replied to that, We don't focus on competitors because it's a waste of time and resources when the industry has only touched 6% of the population. We want multiple exchanges, multiple blockchains, multiple wallets, etc. to coexist in the ecosystem. Let's get back to building. The United States Congress House of Ethics Committee said it found substantial evidence that Madison Cawthorn, who is an outgoing representative, had promoted a cryptocurrency in which he invested $150,000. What cryptocurrency is that? Well, it is LGB token, or let's go Brandon token. This came after a seven-month-long investigation, and he was slapped with a $15,237 fine for violating rules protecting against conflicts of interest. The total of that $15,000 plus dollar fine, $14,237 should be paid to appropriate charitable organizations before December 31st, 2022, and the rest to the U.S. Department of Treasury for violating the Stock Act. So I, I bet you're wondering, how they come up with $14,237 as a fine that he has to give to charity? Well, what happened was, is he actually wrote a check and gave it to an undisclosed individual affiliated with Let's Go Brandon Coin to purchase $180 billion of those tokens, well, he gave that money to them on December 20th. By December 21st, when he received the tokens to his Coinbase wallet, it had risen $14,237. So it looks like he's having to pay that all to charity, plus 1000 bucks to boot. This is the most important news of the day, I think, and I think you should pay attention. New York based hedge fund Fur Tree Capital Management has filed a lawsuit against digital asset manager Grayscale Investments over potential management and conflicts of interest at the firm's flagship Bitcoin fund. Grayscale Trust Bitcoin, or GBTC, discount plunged to a record low of more than 43%, veering way off from the underlying Bitcoin value on Tuesday, with Fur Tree alleging that. This is partly as a result of Grayscale's issuing an immense number between 2018 and 2021 without providing investors means of exiting the positions aside from selling shares to other investors. GBTC is a financial vehicle, as we all know, that lets investors get exposure to Bitcoin without needing to buy and hold the asset physically, which goes back to not your keys, not your cheese, just to let you know. The Bitcoin that is backing GBTC is held by crypto exchange Coinbase. According to Tree. Grayscale's redemption bar, which was introduced in 2014, is self-imposed. The hedge fund also alleges that there's no legal reason to stop GBT investors from converting their positions into fiat as long as the trust complies with security laws. In complaint, which manages $3 billion, said around 850,000 retail investors has been harmed by Grayscale's shareholder unfriendly actions. Now, I just want to bring this back to remember what Mark Yusko said. GBTC is at a massive discount. 43% 43% from the underlying Bitcoin value. Will Grayscale need to liquidate their Bitcoin? Now that would absolutely tank the price of Bitcoin. So depending on where you're coming from, it's a good thing or a bad thing. Short term, it's going to be very, very hard for crypto. It's going to be very, very hard for the whole market if Bitcoin plunges. But if you're holding cash, maybe you're going to be able to scoop some up. But a lot of people, a lot of institutions, governments, regulators, legislators... We'll look at this as the whole crypto space collapsing. In the dystopian news of the day, the Central Bank of Nigeria, the CBN, applied new limits on over-the-counter withdrawals of cash at $225 per week for individuals or $1,123 for businesses. Taking cash out of ATMs will be capped at $45 a day, with only 45-cent notes being its largest denomination of fiat currency available from the machines. Customers will still be able to take out larger sums in some instances, but will have to pay a processing fee of between 5% and 10%. So basically, it's a tax on getting your money out, and if you have money, you're going to pay it, and poor people will suffer. The move looks like it's a push to incentivize their use of their CBDC and move to a cashless society or a cashless policy of the Central Bank of Nigeria. The classic Windows media player Winamp has integrated music NFTs into its platform. Winamp's new feature will allow users to play audio files embedded in their non-fungible tokens called a Web3 desktop upgrade. Winamp's latest version lets music fans link their MetaMask wallet via Brave, Chrome, or Firefox browsers to Winamp. Winamp supports ERC-721s and ERC-1155 audio and video files and is compatible with Ethereum and Polygon. WinAmp says that the NFT support will be coupled with other updates to make WinAmp a universal and advanced listening platform that will include cross platform creative services that will launch in early 2023. And finally, Chainlink announced the launch of Chainlink Staking V0.1. It's the first phase of Chainlink staking and it's its beta release, which consists of staking pools to help secure the FUSD data feed on Ethereum mainnet. Stakers earn rewards for supporting the data feed's performance specifically by being able to participate in a decentralized alerting system that flags if the data feed has not met certain chain performance requirements regarding uptime. The beta version of the staking pool will initially be capped at $25 link, representing approximately 5% of the current circulating supply and 2.5% of the total supply. The staking pool will initially contain two types of stakers – node operator stakers and community stakers participation in staking version 0.1 will initially be limited to node operators actively serving chain link data feeds and addresses that qualify for early access while general access will be open in two days time and really quick my opinion on this i just want everybody to be careful this is not financial advice obviously but look when you're staking your coins you are giving your coins to a smart contract are there going to be vulnerabilities are there going to be ways to hack it? Are there going to be ways to siphon funds? Remember, this is a beta release. This is no disons chain link. This is just general, I guess, safe practices. Understand that if you stake your tokens, something could happen. And now look a little deeper. If you are going to be participating in the staking... Will Leak reimburse you if there is a smart contract vulnerability or hack or somebody siphons off the funds? Is that even possible? I'm not too sure. Just remember, not your keys, not your cheese. When you are staking, you are giving up your trust to that smart contract. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. Don't forget to go to Apple Podcasts, like, subscribe, share, and leave us a comment. And until tomorrow, happy hodling everyone.